It's Amy's Table, a girl's guide to living with Amy Tobin on Q102. Pull up a chair and join us. Thomas Keller, Kat Cora, Rick Bayless, all geniuses in the kitchen, no doubt. But they have something else in common, too. They all manage to stay fit while being constantly surrounded by the richest, most decadent, most delicious food in the world. How do they do it? That was the question award-winning journalist and People Magazine senior editor Allison Adato set out to explore in her book, Smart Chefs Stay Slim, Lessons in Eating and Living from America's Best Chefs. And Allison's joining us today on Amy's Table. Hi, Allison. Hi, good morning. Well, I can't quite believe all these people aren't just walking around, you know, the size of a house. How do they do it? Um, well, a, a lot of different ways. Um, that was the great thing about talking to about 40 chefs is that I got a lot of different advice. Um, some of it was consistent. I mean, one thing that I heard from almost everybody uh, was make your food taste delicious. Um, you know, even if you go to that diet mindset where you're getting, a, you know, thinking about taking some weight off, don't sort of punish yourself with rice cakes or light watery yogurt and, right. you know, food in a box with the calories on the outside of the box, you know, eat real food, eat delicious food and, and prepare it properly, you know, and, and which is not to say in a complicated way, um, the way these chefs eat at home and on their own or with their family is not what we see on TV. It's not what we see in their restaurants. It's really very doable. It's very much how most of us eat at home, probably just a little better, well executed. <laughs> it is. It's very much how we eat at home. I mean, I think there were, I probably had a dozen of the 40 chefs told me their favorite thing to make is roast chicken and vegetables. Yeah. Um, it couldn't be more simple and, and healthy. Yeah. Well, it's interesting that you say make your food taste good. You know, if someone is sitting there eating rice cakes, trying to drop some weight or maintain their weight, you have to have an awful lot of rice cakes to feel satisfied. And even if you're full on rice cakes, you probably aren't satisfied. So I love the idea of making it taste good. Well, I noticed one, in the cha- one of the chapters in your book is eat with your eyes open. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, one of the hazards of being a chef, one of the occupational hazards, is that they have to taste their food. Um, they have to test sauces. They have to check. You know, a soup throughout the night can reduce and get, you know, taste. the taste of it will change, and they have to adjust. Um, and tasting food is not really the same as eating, so they will then sometimes feel like they haven't eaten and then want to go out and have dinner. And and that did cause some of them to put on weight. So, for example, Michelle Bernstein, who's a wonderful chef out of Miami, um, said that she had to do some tricks to remind herself that tasting is eating. Mm-hmm. And she would, instead of using a finger or a spoon, grab a carrot or a lettuce leaf and dip that into a sauce and actually have to chew and really think, I'm eating. I'm not just tasting. I'm eating. Uh, and make sure that what goes in your mouth, you, your brain actually counts it. That's smart. That's very smart. Plus, you get that satisfaction of the chewing and the crunching and things like that. Well, eating breakfast, I know so many chefs keep really late hours. You know, it's a grueling lifestyle in in all reality. And so eating breakfast doesn't strike me as something a lot of them might do, but that's one of their, their tips, huh? It's, it's it's true. They are not, as a group, they are not really morning people. Right. <laughs> um, so getting up in the morning, um, some of them, you know, some of them say they still don't eat breakfast. And that's fine. If you are somebody who operates better not eating breakfast, then, you know, you're a little bit more like Nancy Silverton, who's a chef in L.A. at Matza. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, there were a handful of chefs that I spoke to who did get pretty heavy in their life during their career and then lost the weight, which is even harder. Um and these were people like Art Smith and Michael Salakis and uh, Nate Appleman. 
And all of them really relied on routine. They didn't want to have to get up in the morning and start making decisions. So Art Smith, who lost about 100 pounds, Mm -hmm. eats the same breakfast virtually every day. He eats egg whites, scrambled with some vegetables. He eats oatmeal. He eats some berries, and that's it. And by taking the, the, the choice-making out of it, it's much simpler. Well, I think that as much as all of us would love to eat, you know, gourmet, uh, really involved meals three times a day, the truth is I think there's a lot to be said for that. I sort of eat similar breakfast and lunch every day. My dinners stray a little bit, but I, I'm sort of I'm of, of that mindset as well. Well, you've got recipes scattered through the book as well that sort of back up each topic. And you just mentioned Nate Appleman, and I'm seeing his... Nate Appleman's breakfast smoothie here. And, you know, you could so get this ready to go, eat it every day for breakfast and be very satisfied with bananas and peaches and blueberry and yogurt and yum almond butter. So this has some good protein in it, too. So they're eating healthy. That's the key I'm seeing. They are eating healthy. And I think, you know, one of the great things about asking chefs about food is that they know how to make it taste great. So if you are going to eat um, more fruits and vegetables, or you're going to maybe eat, try and take some of the fried food and fat out of your diet. They have, um, you know, advice and tips on how to make what you are going to eat really, really delicious. Well, I'm noticing there's a recipe for Naomi Pomeroy's creamy Asian tomato soup. And boy, does this sound good. Talk about a chef knowing how to make things taste good. And there's tips in here that, you know, are going to help you. There's fish sauce in this soup, which fish sauce sounds so alarming to many people, but it's what's going to give that really satisfying flavor. It has that umami in it to make this taste like you're really dining when, frankly, you're just sipping on soup. Right. Yeah. I mean, that was a great tip, I thought. Um, you know, she, she's funny. Naomi is, besides being a great chef, she's a mom, and she, we sort of laughed about, you know, don't tell your kids what the fish sauce is because they'll never eat it. Um, <laughs> But, um, you know, yes, she, you know, it's a good, instead of using salt, um, you know, it adds a little uh, saltiness and a little, as you said, umami flavor. And the creaminess in the soup comes from coconut. It doesn't come from dairy. So um, it's a really rich tasting soup that is actually quite light. And I noticed one of the chapters you talk about eating the way your family did, and you brought up Art Smith and all the weight that he lost, and yet he's got this really comforting recipe in the book, his chicken and dumplings. So they really aren't telling you don't eat comforting, wonderful, lovely food. Right. I mean, the chicken and dumplings recipe, there will be some people who will look at that and say, look, I've got to cut my carbs down or I can't eat those dumplings. And, you know, that's okay. As you're making choices, you know, maybe you make the soup without the dumplings if you're really going that way right now. But at the same time, I think it's about balance. And there's times when you need a wonderful, warm, comforting, dumpling-filled Yep bowl of soup. And so here is Art's recipe for that. Um, You know, I actually put that recipe in the chapter on exercise. If you're exercising like Art Smith, you know, he ran the Chicago Marathon last year. Amazing. Have your dumplings. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And enjoy them. Don't feel guilty about your dumplings. And and did you find that a lot of the chefs, I noticed somebody else, I guess it was Nate Appleman as a a marathon runner, um, you know, uh, do they all exercise pretty heavy? That's got to help with the stress of the kitchen, too. Yeah, I mean, exercise is a part of the equation. I'm not going to say that they, the people who lost weight and the people who maintain their weight do it only by eating um, soup and dumplings or whatever. <laughs> they, they, have, they do exercise. Um, and that's something that I think doesn't get talked about a lot when you watch the cooking shows. Right. Um, it's all about the food. Um, so I thought it was important, even though none of them are exercise experts, you know, the, their expertise is in the kitchen. I wanted to know what they did. And, and everybody, not everybody's running marathons like, like Art and Nate, 
But, um, you know, almost everybody is doing something. Um, yeah. Even Eric Repair, the chef here at La Bernadette in New York, um, you know, he's, he claims to hate exercise. A lot of people will relate to that. Um, he really does not. He hates the gym. He doesn't go. Um, but what he does do is walk to work every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not a super long walk, but it's something, and he does it uh, regularly, every single day. And even aside from the weight, Allison, I mean, that's really going to burn off that stress of the frantic pace of a restaurant kitchen. It's going to burn off the stress of so much going on around him. And so just to maintain the stress, too, which, of course, leads a lot of us to eat. If you're just joining us, we're speaking with Allison Adato about her book, Smart Chefs Stay Slim, Lessons in Eating and Living from America's Best Chefs. But, Allison, I have to ask you, how do they maintain with their sweet tooth? What do you do there? Any good suggestions from the chefs? Uh, you know, I think this is, uh, I think my favorite part of, of talking to chefs about, about desserts, uh, there's a couple in L.A., um, Quinn and Karen Hatfield, and they run a great restaurant called Hatfields. Um, he's the chef and she's the pastry chef. Karen is somebody who can have, you know, one tablespoon of really rich ice cream and then put the carton back till the next day. Wow. Where, um, <laughs> Quinn, right, and she's the pastry chef. Um, and Quinn is, uh, you know, kind of an admitted sugar addict. Once he gets started, he's going to finish the pint. So with dessert, I think it's really kind of know yourself. If you, if it's easier not to keep it in the house, then don't keep it in the house. If you're somebody who can is not going to feel satisfied like Karen unless they get a little something sweet every night, then do, then do that. Um, but it was surprising to me, like um, Jacques Torres, who's in the book, is um, known for his chocolates. Um, he works with them all day. He tastes. He samples. He loves chocolate. He does not get tired of it, but he does not bring it home because he knows that, like a lot of us, at night watching TV, he's going to go raid the kitchen and see what do I have. Yeah. So, And I'm not finding it now, but didn't Jack Torres have the um, chocolate-covered cereal recipe in the book? He does. It, yeah. It, um, that is a really fun recipe to make. It is, if you've never tempered chocolate before, which I hadn't before I tried this, uh, it was not difficult to do. And it works kind of for everything. You could, if you didn't want to cover cereal, you could cover um, berries or, or something else, um, you know, fruits. Um, and it's very easy. And it's, it's a nice, um, you know, it's, it's dark chocolate and it's fruit, or it's dark chocolate and cereal. It's not a terribly fattening dessert. I love that. Is it all right? Can we put that recipe on amystable.com, share that from your book? I think so, sure. Sure, that would be great. Well, you can find more information about Allison Adato and her book, Smart Chefs Stay Slim, at Allison's website, which, of course, now I don't have in front of me. Allison, what's your website? <laughs> it is smart-chefs.com. Perfect. And, of course, we'll put that on amystable.com as well. Well, great to talk to you. Lots of wonderful tips. Now we have no excuse. If the chefs can do it, so can we. Thank you, Allison. Thanks so much, Amy. Stick around for another helping from Amy's Table on Q102. Q! It's Amy's Table with Amy Tolman. Yeah. Q102. Hi, it's Kristen. Did you know that not doing things is easier than doing them? There's a lot of things to do, especially this time of year. But when you don't do things, there's more time to do things. Does that make sense? What I mean is when you use Shipt to get everything from gifts to groceries delivered same day, you have more time for the things you want to do. To not do things so that you can do other things, visit Shipt.com slash holiday. That's S-H-I-P-T dot com slash holiday.